Hello and welcome to the 1106 of a second photography podcast. In this episode today I'm going to be talking about mobile editing and what's really interesting today is I've come back from taking some photographs and it's the first time in a long while that I've gone onto my computer to edit the photographs and there's a reason I've not gone onto my computer for a very long time and there's a reason I went on today. It's been so long that I've really struggled to remember my password to log into my computer. So yeah, it's been a very long time. The reason I've not been editing very much on my computer is because I've been editing on mobile devices. So I'm a big fan of Chromebooks and recently I've become a big fan of iPads. And iPads, I think, have recently just changed phenomenally. I have an iPad too and I got that a very long time ago and it offered so much promise. While it was good, and while it was good at the time, one, it, it became outdated quite quickly. Apps moved on, technology moved on, and suddenly the iPad 2 isn't as relevant as it used to be. But it never quite lived up to the promise of a tablet. And what I mean by that is you could get styluses for it, but they were never quite quite good enough. It could do things, but it could never quite do what you wanted. It was never a replacement for your laptop. I'm not saying tablets today are a replacement for your laptop. They're starting to replace some things for a laptop and computer. So I have a big Windows desktop. It's not a laptop, it's a big unit. It's old. I think it could be getting on for 10 years old now. Still good. Medium price when I bought it. I've since installed SSDs to give it a bit more power and, it, and running Windows 10 is, is quite good on it. So things like photo editing, I've got a Wacom graphics tablet, which I found immensely useful in editing. I've got Lightroom, I've got an old copy of Photoshop. Those are the bought for and paid for versions. They're not the subscription because I do not like subscription models. I want to buy something and own it and have it for a long time. Although that might change. I'll talk about that a bit later. I imported some photos into Lightroom today and I exported maybe 15 of them. I've got over 25,000 photos on my computer, but I'm not using it very much because I'm using a tablet. So recently I invested in a up-to-date iPad. And the reason I switched to an up-to-date iPad was because things have now changed. I've already invested quite heavily into the Apple ecosystem. So I've already got a fairly modern iPhone. I've got SD card connectors. I've got other connectors. I've got AirPods. I've got something that enables me to put it on the TV if I want to view it in a bigger screen. And as soon as the new iPad came out and I, I saw you could use a stylus with it, I was very interested in it. Now the stylus, I think, really transforms the iPad into something really good for creatives. So I find myself writing and drawing on the iPad and it's easy. But I'm not really talking about photography here, but I will be talking about photography very soon. The stylus makes a huge difference. And yes, I've got a keyboard that I can use. I have done and I can do typing with my iPad. I can set it up and I can type. One of the problems though with my old iPad was it couldn't run Google Docs. So I use Google Docs quite a lot. And what's nice about Google Docs is I can use it on my Chromebook. I can use it on my main PC. I can use it on someone else's PC. I can look at it on mobile devices, but I couldn't look at it on my old iPad because my old iPad was too old. So it sort of limited that. Even though it had a keyboard and it worked and it's Bluetooth, it sort of limited it. So now that I've got it on my new iPad, 
I can, can start to type up show notes, scripts and things, and I can start them on one machine, do them over lunch when I'm at work, and do them on my lap and finish them off when I get home, send them to my phone, all these things I can do, which is really good. I don't like doing a lot of things on my phone. I have a friend who's always bought the most expensive iPhones and he always said to me, I don't see the point of an iPad. It's just a bigger phone, but it's too big to put in your pocket. And he's right. Phones are probably more powerful than iPads, but I find a phone too small to do things on. So I have done video editing on a phone. I find it too small and too fiddly and when you need to do very precise things it's so difficult on a phone with your fingers where the ipad is good you can do precise things now you couldn't i I didn't feel you could before same problem as a phone yes it's a bigger screen but doing precision things is difficult and time consuming but now you can because you've got this stylus so the stylus really upgrades the functionality So I got a new iPad, I got a stylus, and I got Lightroom Mobile. And of course it will go on my phone, it actually goes on my Chromebook as well, and it goes on my new iPad, but I've not used it on my phone at all. I'm not in in any way interested. My phone isn't new enough that I can shoot raw through the iPad, I can only shoot in JPEG, so I'm not that interested. But it does mean I can just plug my SD card into my iPad, I can import my photos. Because iOS imports them as raw and keeps them as raw, it's really good. So actually, the iOS photo app can do some basic editing, and if you tap the auto button, I'm actually pretty pleased with what it produces. So I can import my photos into the iPad, I can view them very quickly on the iPad side, which ones I want to edit further, and I can import them into Lightroom Mobile. And Lightroom Mobile has blown me away. It's pretty much the same for me. I have the most recent version of the paid Lightroom. I don't have the CC or the subscription model Lightroom. So I can import the photos into Lightroom and I can do pretty much everything. Or the one thing Lightroom Mobile doesn't seem to have is auto mask for your brushes. It doesn't have that. And I do find auto mask quite useful on some occasions. I do do a lot with brushes and gradients and radial filters. Using those on the iPad is fine. The only thing that seems to be missing is auto mask, but that's no big deal. Now Lightroom Mobile is five pounds per month. And as much as I hate subscription models, actually I think that's okay, 60 pounds a year to be able to maximize the use of my iPad. So I can sit downstairs, watch a bit of telly, edit some photos. And editing photos is really good with the stylus. It works really well. There's another thing Lightroom Mobile isn't brilliant at, and that's using the healing brush. You can really sort of zoom in by pinching out. I don't know if that's the correct term, but the healing tool doesn't work very well. And initially that was an annoyance for me. I thought, oh, that's the one thing I use quite a lot and it can't do it very well. But then I came across another Adobe app called Photoshop Fix. And Photoshop Fix is really good. So what you can do, you can share your edited photo from Lightroom Mobile to Photoshop Fix. And then you can do your retouching in there. Now I've also got Affinity Photo. And when I had use of a Mac, I used Affinity Photo quite a lot. I never did anything complex on it. But I've got a full version of Affinity Photo. But actually, Photoshop Fix is so good, I don't really need to go to Affinity Photo on the iPad. You can do skin smoothing, you can do liquify, you can do healing, and it works so much better than it does in Lightroom Mobile. It's not that much of a hassle to switch between applications either. So editing photos, 
on an iPad is really good. And what it does as well is it will sync your photos to your storage. So you get 100 gigabytes of storage, which is really good, and they get synced and stuff. Now you could have them appearing on multiple devices. If you've got a proper Adobe subscription, not just the mobile one, you can then access it on your PC through your desktop Lightroom. I can actually access it on my PC and that's through using the Lightroom mobile website. So there's a Lightroom mobile website and you can log on and you can download your pictures and you can do editing there. It's a bit slow though and it's not surprising it's slow because it's a very powerful piece of software Lightroom and to do it in the cloud I can understand why it's slow. Probably something that's better stored locally. Now I've got the iPad and now I've got Lightroom. I don't touch my PC as much. So I've still got a PC. Today I went on my PC because I needed to do something very specific and I thought it's going to be quicker and easier to do it on the PC. I needed to do some resizing as well and some specific exports. So Lightroom Mobile doesn't completely replace the PC, but I would say for 95% of my photography and my photo editing, it does. It, it, it's incredibly good. So with Lightroom Mobile, you get exactly the same stuff as you do on the desktop version. You get to control clarity, exposure, shadows, color, curves, vignetting, noise, cropping, healing, tagging. You also get to do some correction for lenses, which is really good. And you get to use all the brushes and stuff. So you get brushes. It's very good. The only thing is you do end up sort of duplicating your photos because you'll import them into your camera roll and then you import them from your camera roll into Lightroom. So you do end up with duplication. It's not the end of the world. iOS for some time has had some file management system. It's not brilliant. And the file management system is what stops iOS devices being laptop replacements. And hopefully Apple's going to address that at some point. So if you ever did anything on an old iPad, getting it off the iPad was the difficulty. You can't plug in external media. I found I would have to email myself things or upload them to Dropbox via the Dropbox app. But now you can quite easily export things between apps and the sharing is better. If you have a Mac, of course, you can now just over AirDrop transfer things from Mac to iPad or iPad to Mac seamlessly. It works really well. Now the iPad is a bit more of a creative thing, so I can do design work in the iPad. I can create images from my podcast in the iPad. I can create thumbnails. I can make designs. And actually, I'm finding I'm doing more and more of my creative output on the iPad. I'm actually recording this podcast on the iPad at the moment. So a lot of my creative stuff is now done on the iPad. And you might say, well, that's going to be a lot slower than doing stuff on a PC or a Mac. And it is slower, but marginally slower. So I've already got a keyboard. So if I'm editing the iPad, I normally use the stylus and the keyboard together. Editing a podcast does take a long time and actually it doesn't take any longer on the iPad than it does on the PC. If anything, the software I use on the iPad is ever so slightly better than the software I use on the PC. I also have produced a lot of YouTube videos using the new iPad, using LumaFusion. Now LumaFusion is the best one. LumaFusion is the best video editor on the iPad. iMovie is really basic on the iPad and on the iPhone. I think iMovie is very good on the Mac, 
but I think it's very basic on the mobile devices. LumaFusion is pretty much the same as a good desktop video editor. It's really good. So I can edit 4K stuff on my iPad. I can edit 60 frames per second on my iPad. No way I could do that on my PC. I couldn't edit 4K stuff. I don't need to edit 4K stuff, but that sort of shows the difference between the software and the systems I'm using. Normally I'll edit 1080, 30 frames per second and my PC can handle that, but the export time is hugely different. PC may crash occasionally and the playback is not very good. I have absolutely no issues at all with editing video just on the iPad. And I should say as well, it's not the iPad Pro I'm using, it's just the standard iPad. If you look on YouTube about editing things on the iPad, they always refer to, oh, the iPad Pro. No, I'm just using the standard iPad. So what does it mean for us as photographers? You can use tablets to edit your photos. You can use tablets to catalogue your photos. You're not going to have as much storage on an iPad as you are on a PC. But I look at my 25,000 photos and I think I need to get rid of some of them. I can't possibly use all of those photos. So I might have a lot more storage, but it's stuff I don't need. I'm never going to look at all 25,000 photos. I've taken 100 photos of this person. I'm only ever going to keep four. I need to get rid of 96. And I need to do that over and over again. One thing that worries me when I go out and do photography is backing up. I've never found a good system to back up in the field. And there are systems that do it. You can get something called a null box. Before that, there are products that would do the same thing. Put your SD card in the device and it copies it to a portable hard disk. You could take your laptop and do exactly the same thing, but mm, it was starting to get bulky. You can buy Western Digital hard disks that do this, but they're getting on for sort of £200. And yeah, you get probably a terabyte of storage, but I'm sort of thinking the iPad now is a good medium. It's somewhere in between. I'm not going to need terabytes of storage in the field. I'm going to need to store maybe 100 images. And what's nice as well when you use a big backup storage device, you're copying everything across and then you've got to sort out later what you want to keep and what you want to get rid of. If you're backing up, you're probably not even going to do that. You're probably going to back up in the field. You're going to go home, sit on your computer, import what you want and all those ones you don't want are going to be sat on your backup device. Maybe use the iPad. So it would suit my workflow quite good. I go into London, I do a photo shoot on the way back on the train. I've got 30, 40 minutes to kill. I can copy across the photos, I can look at them on a proper screen rather than the back of the camera, decide which ones I want to keep and start editing those ones I want to keep. And by the time I've got back, I've got a few edits done and I've culled the photos I don't want. So that's very powerful. That's a very good use of my time. If I want to do a YouTube video on those photos, they're there and I can easily import them into LumaFusion. LumaFusion works with raw images. I don't need to convert them to anything. Whereas with the software I'm using on my PC, I would have to export those photos from Lightroom to JPEGs in order to use them in a different piece of software. It all works seamlessly. I don't think everyone will be convinced by mobile editing or editing on a tablet, but certainly for me, I've started to switch it will never fully replace my PC, but it is getting close to it. And if Apple ever get round to putting a decent file system into iOS, who knows, mobile devices could start replacing desktop computers and laptops. Let me know what you think, though. Would you ever go down the mobile editing route or you traditional sit down and edit on a PC or MacBook? Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear your thoughts.
Thank you.